0: physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code. And we love hearing your stories. So we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have Cower Lass on the show. Cower, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and then we'll talk about Wellness Orbit?
1: Well, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. Um, I never really worked anywhere besides three years when I had cold handcuffs. And uh, being an entrepreneur <laughs> quite often uh, points out one thing you have to know how to keep your mind well and fit. Otherwise you get stressed, you burn out and uh, you get ill. And if you are ill, well, then your business is ill. So that's quite uh, quite the thing that I figured out a long time ago. So my interest has been to figure out how to keep my mind well in all circumstances. And I used to work as a spatial planner for years and I had a spatial planning orientated company And there you have a lot of public meetings. And when you stand in front of an audience who is not very friendly always, then, uh, well, you have to deal with attacks. You have to deal with not the physical attacks, but mental attacks. You have to deal with the complicated situations. And um, to do that, also, I had a very keen interest to figure out first who I am and how can I keep my mind well. And that's been my kind of... um, center of focus throughout life to know who i am and how to keep my mind well to to be sustainable as an entrepreneur otherwise you just you just can't do it in the long run and,
0: and i think that's one of the things i see you know we talk about wellness day in and day out um it's one thing to talk about being physically well if people aren't taking care of their mental wellness i think we're we're seeing um, things that just aren't sustainable, and and we see a lot of burnout. Um, so, how did you go from spatial planning to mental wellness? I think that's a got to be a fascinating story.
1: Well, um, my my when I was young, my mother worked as a kindergarten teacher, and then when I went to school, she went to work in school, and uh, sooner or later, she figured out that she wants to be a psychologist. So I had a mother who was a psychologist. So uh, the only thing to do here was to marry a psychiatrist. <laughs> so I ended up marrying a psychiatrist we were married about 14 years. And uh, we actually founded Wellness Orbit together. Oh. And uh, the idea behind it was that we really wanted to find out the, a point where you are still well and where you can train your mind to stay well. Um, her interest uh, as a psychiatrist was to figure out a proactive approach to mental health. My interest as an entrepreneur was to figure out how can I benefit for keeping my mind fit and well, so I can uh, try what in what I do, and then we kind of managed to combine the two and uh, and and kind of went on a very difficult journey of figuring out the proactive mental wellness approach because mostly mental health has been approached as a reactive. When you get ill, you find a psychologist a psychiatrist. You get a treatment when you are ill. However, when you are ill, you are also out of money. You are out of good relations quite often as well. So the question from our side was, well, why you need to get ill why you can't actually go and train your mind to stay well and that was kind of an intriguing question and it, per- it turned out to be a very difficult question to answer it uh, has taken us uh, kind of a seven years to figure out the path how to make this proactive mental wellness approach uh, easy to use and uh, understandable for everyone because i said well we are very used to train our body but we are almost not at all used to seek for solutions to train our mind.
0: I love it, and you know that that's one of my little passion projects. You know, I, I work with a lot of adults who, mm-hmm. you know, they they've made all the mistakes, they've ignored their wellness, they've sort of just hoped for the best, and and the reality is, I look at it and say, you know, wouldn't it be nice? If we taught children how to focus on wellness, if we taught them communication skills, we taught them, you know, mental health skills, uh, it would just be nice if we, instead of fixing broken adults, we just raised well-adjusted humans.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, actually, when you look at the whole educational system, basically all around the world, then you see one thing in common. So there are two educations that are totally missing. One is intrapersonal education, uh, understanding what is going on within your own mind. And the second is financial ed- education. And when it combines the lack of financial education with a lack of intrapersonal education, what happens is that uh, there is, as we see in today's world, a lot of propaganda, a lot of um, lies out there. And people buy this very easily because they are not able to distinguish themselves what is true, what is false, and how it influences myself in this situation. And while in uh, uh, looking at mental health or stress, for example, is a very good example, once there are stress and stressors. Stressors are something outside of you that influences you, like economic crisis or uh a tough work situation, So, actually stress is not about stressors, what happens outside of you, but it's always about what happens inside of you, what happens within your mind. And taking care of stress actually is not about removing stressors around you, it's about removing your own inner reactivity. And there is a lot of difference if you react fastly and subconsciously or you respond adequately and awarely and awareness and consciousness is something that we don't much understand in today's world and thus uh, the interpersonal domain uh, becomes only observable with awareness you have to use inner tools to observe what is going on within your mind you cannot use a ruler or a pencil to write something into your mind you have to use observation Self-observation, you have to use self-awareness and those tools actually enable you to understand what is going on with your within your mind. And for example, when your mind is calm and you are an investor or an entrepreneur and uh, dealing with daily challenges, then you know how to uh, respond adequately. But as soon as your mind becomes uh, reactive, irritated, uh, anxious, then so you lose this inner calmness. And when you lose it, basically everyone can manipulate you.
0: I love that. And I think that's one of the things, you know, when I, I heard what you do, I wanted to have this conversation. Um, what are some things people can do um, to find that inner, inner space, that calmness? Because I think a lot of people... You know when we look at society today we have a lot of addictions which are outward looking for for that sense of of peace or joy um what are some things you would suggest and you know we can kind of go down that that path but what are some things people can do to find that inner peace without going outside of themselves looking for options Well,
1: we very often actually listen uh, to words. We listen to noise, and when you look at the noise and the world, is totally filled with noise. There is a um, symphonic metal band which I love, Nightwish, and the people can seek up their video, which is called Noise, Nightwish and Noise. Seek it up. It's really. Kind of a very cute illustration of six minutes of today's world problems with all okay. the social media, constant noise going on around us, uh, being a, kind of a superstar on social media and, uh, and talking about everything and so on and so on. And your mentality gets really quick and quick and quick and quicker. And then the problem is that we don't pause. Yeah. We don't take the pause to listen to silence. And a very simple thing, for example, what we can do is that we can go to nature. The essence of nature is always calm in the background. Uh, even when there is a storm, there is also a silent aspect of nature in that, in that storm. But very often in the evenings, for example, nature is totally calm. And then we go for a nature walk and we put our headphones on and uh, we listen uh, some music. I mean... That's a little bit kind of a, I I really, a little bit kind of a stupid, (laughs) sorry to say that, but (laughs) you should go outside and listen to silence instead of listening to the music and noise that you have around you. I mean, I love music. You can listen to music if you love it. It's it's not a problem, but the problem is that if it keeps a noise around us 24-7, instead of seeking a noise, we should seek silence. And for example, if we have an open office, we have a noise. If you want people to be productive, we should have a quiet room where people can actually shut themselves into the quietness and uh, listen quietness and then let, for example, creativity to appear from silence. And as we don't understand our interpersonal domains and uh, we don't know how to choose silence among the noise, right. it's possible, but it demands a lot of mind training first. And it demands actually calming down of different processes within your mind. Our natural inner state is actually a silent state without words, without emotions. Consciousness, as such, is silence, basically. It's inner silence. And um, we are just, I mean, as I said, addicted to noise. So <laughs> figuring out what is silence within us. Figuring out uh, how to reach the silence is one of the key issues. And, for example, going out to wild nature and really listening to silence and then observing that the same silence actually exists within your own mind is something beautiful when you come to that realization that, oh, I'm quiet inside.
0: Right. And I think that's one of the the things I've observed and, you know, I'm, I'm on a bit of a path of discovery myself. Um, there are people that are almost, I'm going to say, afraid to be alone with, you know, the silence and just the voice in their head. I think it's, you know, again, I see a lot of people looking to get away from that voice
1: exactly and um, we have a section on our home page where i wrote about uh, solitude um, we actually need to be alone from time to time it, It's it's kind of a must if you want to keep your mind well and it really is about being alone and calm inside and it's again it, it's taking a pause for example a lot of stress turns into burnout because we don't pause we don't take so-called pit stops we just keep running okay. and it's not sustainable for our mind to keep running it's not designed for constantly running it decided for or designed for running short distances taking a break and running again a short distance yeah. and for example it's very easy to concentrate um, yeah up to 45 minutes or up to 1.5 hours. But then usually you need a break. You really need a, a 15 minutes to 20 minutes to relax. And then you can concentrate again. And if you have a bad concentration. And we have come to the, today's internet. Where basically one minute is too long social media video. Where you have to kind of a jump. Uh, and, and do something very uh, sensational. To get any attention at all. Yeah. So in that sense we have come to a world where... Uh, inner calmness is replaced with superficial fast reactivity and it makes our minds really ill in in a sense that uh, nine people out of ten are stressed four people out of ten burn out three people out of ten have some mental health issue it's not sustainable bath so we really need to change it as a society and for that we're actually, we actually we need to learn what is uh, our mind and what is it n- not we need to understand what is consciousness and we need to figure out how to use consciousness in practical situations and awareness as such is directed consciousness we are aware of something and we are when i say that i'm aware of your picture on my screen then I'm aware of the picture, but I can be also aware of awareness, right. not your picture. It, it's just my choice where I put my awareness. Is it an object or is it on awareness itself? And uh, this concept is quite well explained. One of uh, Amazon bestsellers uh, from last year, it's it's a book called Practical Consciousness by uh, Ingol Villido. I really recommend to see the book and read it. It really explains in a domain quite well. However, my interest has been to figure out how to explain it uh, to entrepreneurs and employees, how to explain it to a usual uh, Joe in a usual workplace so that uh, he can understand how I can keep my mind well. Because without really, let's say, workplace wide uh, understanding of mental wellness, it's really hard to keep good work relations. And um, for example, I can bring on one, one, one very cute uh, example about what, why really it matters to have a good understanding of your inner domain. People say that there is creative thinking. I say there is no creative thinking. There has never been creative thinking. As there is creativity and thinking. And they are on totally different levels. Thinking is only about what you know and I have one question only to prove it. Try to think of something that you don't know. (laughs) It's impossible. Yeah, (laughs) It's totally impossible. And what is creativity and innovation? It is about something that you don't know. So for example, to access creativity, you need inner calmness. Creativity always appears when your mind is quiet. You can access it like at, at will at any time, but the precondition is your mind have to be quiet. And that's why people say that. Well, we wanted to be creative. We had long meetings, and then I went to the bathroom, and boom, the idea came. Yeah, why well, it came? Because it was a quiet moment in the bathroom. Finally, the idea had a chance to appear. But instead of uh, kind of uh, trying to figure out creative thinking. I think we f- need to figure out how to lead thinking at will, how to stay focused on uh, ideas that we need to think about. How to be focused is one issue that we need to solve. Leading our thought is a second issue we need, we need to solve. And how to have a calm and quiet mind to access creativity is a third issue we need to solve. And when we have solved all the three, then we can have an uh, innovative workplace or innovative uh, business.
0: And I think that's one of the things I see in a lot of entrepreneurs and it's in the language they use with me. They'll say, Oh, I'm too busy for this. I'm too busy for that. And my question is always, what are you busy doing? Because, you know, we can be doing things or sometimes we need to just be being. And I think that's what I'm hearing in, in what you're saying is You know, those moments of inspiration, you know, you can't schedule it and say, I'm going to have an inspiring thought at noon. You know, you you can't just work through it and hope that that inspiration shows up. Um, One of the things I've found, and, you know, I'm not going to say this perfectly, but when I've done some research into this, they say that those flashes of inspiration only happen when our brain is truly bored. So it's sort of, You know, you've calmed it, I I would use your word, um, calmed it to the point where it can process and and tap into that creativity.
1: Yeah, bored is good. Uh, For example, with kids, um, I have two of them. uh, And once they are bored, they become very creative. Why they become creative is that there is nothing to do. It's kind of a silent, quiet time. And since they can figure out that the napkin can be a wonderful thing to play with. Yeah. Since I can figure out that, well, you can draw anything you want on a paper. But, but if it's noisy, if it's like TV is on, radio is on, music is on, uh, parents are also arguing on a background. And then if you hope that the kid will be creative, well, sorry, it doesn't work this way. Since the kid is anxious instead, he's stressed instead. And exactly. so we see that younger and younger people have mental health issues, and it is exactly because we don't value silence, we don't value quiet time, we don't value actually simple boredom. <laughs> it actually is something that triggers creativity in in a sense. But uh, uh, boredom itself is also emotion. But if you remove the emotion, and really have a quiet space within your mind, yeah then actually creativity is just you make a request it to appear and it appears it needs a little training it's not as simple maybe as i say in the first place but in the end once you know it it is that simple you just kind of uh, click your fingers and you are creative you click your fingers and you have an insight
0: but it's, I love it's, that. it's
1: about understanding really about how your mind functions
0: I love that intentionality, and and I think that's one of the things that fascinates me is all of the great creators and inventors in history, they all had a process for getting into that state, whereas it seems like now, you know, and, and I saw this in my kids before um, the world sh- shut down with COVID, we were busy running them r- around, and you know we were teaching them to be busy. And then when when Canada shut down with COVID, it was almost a nice relief. It was like, oh, we don't have anywhere to be. You know, we started having family Sunday days where we just hang out, we read, we play chess, we play board games. Um, so, what are some things people can do? to intentionally nurture an environment of that creativity
1: well it is a quite quick question it, it sort of depends on your situation but basically one of the most easiest thing is to go and walk in nature just to be calm yourself down be in contact with nature be present Take your family with me, with you, and uh, say, say, oh, let's have a quiet time in nature. We can talk back home. We can talk later in the car. But let's kind of a walk in quiet uh, surroundings and experience quietness inside and then later on share what we experience. That's kind of a one, one of the ways. But if you, for example, want to train focus and light a candle on your table and watch a flame and, and measure your time, how long can you keep your f- focus? 20 seconds, one minute. And with focus, I mean, before a next thought appears, before next emotion appears, before you run off somewhere else in your mind. The candle is still on a table, but your mind is already galloping somewhere else, chasing rainbows or rabbits somewhere instead of looking at the candle on a table. And uh, in, in that sense, training your focus It is a key here. If you let your awareness to run on monkey mind, then the strongest stimulus that appears hijacks it always. Your mind gets hijacked by strongest stimuli every single time. And that's why when you look at those uh, phones and screens, why they are so attractive is that when you look at social media, there is always next, stronger stimuli. But the question is, if you add more stimuli, what happens to your mind? It becomes overwhelmed. It becomes anxious. It becomes stressed. And when you don't even notice how the stress becomes chronic and how it passes several phases of burnout before you are totally burned out, then you have a problem. And the problem can be illustrated, for example, with this simple fact. All mental health issues happen very slowly. A trained mind is not able to spot them because it lacks the silence with what to compare that there is a race in your mind. So in that sense, really calming your mind, even if you have a quiet room, just sitting in it, doing nothing for five minutes. Well, if you can't do one minute. Then do something Do another one minute. And my claim is that you can sit in a quiet place and uh, be without thoughts and emotions for an hour. It's doable. At least for me, it's doable. I didn't come to this point very easily. It took some years to train it. But basically, when my mind is quiet, then actually my body don't get tired. I don't use so much energy. And I feel well. I can deal with any challenge. Anyone can scream at me, yell at me, do whatever they want. (laughs) I never lose my calm. But it's a result of training. And you can't have one hour of silence within your mind if you can't have first one second or one minute of inner calmness. It starts from this first second. And we often kind of um, don't understand that this inner calmness truly matters it's it's prolonging it as much as you can over time until one minute becomes five minutes five minutes becomes seven minutes and 10 minutes and 15 minutes and one hour it's not so that um, i'm constantly thinking and having different emotions that are disturbing me and then suddenly have one hour of inner silence it never works this way it is always kind of a Letting go of emotions, and, and here again, this book, Practical Consciousness, that I mentioned earlier, is very valuable. There is a technique how to release your emotions in this book. If you read it and apply this technique, it really works. And then when you let go of emotions, which are the strongest distractors, then uh, your next option is to slow down your thinking, um, to relax your mind, to enjoy actually also mental pause where there are no thoughts. And there, actually, you find your first second. You can find it in between every two words. When I say be calm, there is a pause in between. We usually, when we read text, we focus on words, but we don't focus on the pause in between words. If we would focus on pause, pause would appear. So we actually, to have this pause, to have this quietness, we need to focus on it
0: love that and i think what i take away from that and you know for a lot of my my listeners um i know for a fact they're going to come back and say but jeff i don't have time to spend an hour calmly and i'm going to counter and i want to hear your thoughts but um i'm going to counter and say you don't have time to not spend that time getting calm because that's one of the the you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have that shiny object syndrome, you know, they're always chasing squirrels. And if, right, you don't, well. if you don't take that, that pause, you're reacting, reacting, reacting. Sometimes when you take that pause, you say, you know what, that's not a problem for me to solve. That's someone else can deal with that. Or, you know, so I'm going to ar- argue on your behalf that mental wellness wellness is not something we can defer you know we didn't get sick overnight we built up that illness over time or the the discomfort um but what i do love is the the purposefulness of it it's like any muscle we need to exercise our ability to focus our ability to be calm Um, but i would argue it it ultimately creates time um what would you say to that
1: I agree, it actually creates time. Uh, I usually start every day with um, half an hour or an hour of uh, in a quietness, just sitting in a quietness. It actually gives me uh, or empowers me to do intensive day later on. Uh, If I didn't take this time, I would say that it would be much easier to get irritated it would be much easier to lose my calm it would be much easier to get caught uh, in the middle of action and to blame action for uh, having bad action myself i mean we usually blame external things for our misfortune
0: yeah
1: and if we are on that path and sooner or later we we get stressed and then we burn out and it usually it shows that stress becomes chronic over years Burnout happens over like a half a year, at least, or several months, even in worse conditions. Usually it happens over several years, which means that if we take don't take the time now, since sooner or later we are in this final phase of burnout where we can't raise from a bed, and this final phase of uh, burnout actually has 86 to 92% overlap with depression, So basically if we get stressed and we don't deal with it, then we get burned out. If we get burned out, we basically already have a depression. And if we are mentally ill, then basically our world is destroyed in a usual sense of getting along normally in the world. So uh, I would argue, as you said, you have to take time now, otherwise, you have to take years to deal with the results of burnout or take a end of your life to live with depression. And both are not fun. Both are very hard. And one example that I have seen is that uh, when people burn out, and usually people are not able to go back to the same environment where they were before. They need to step out from a current workplace or a the business they were running they usually give up their whole life to get this uh good mental wellness back somehow so it's a heavy pi- price you pay if you don't take the time now and uh, kind of a paradox of it is that the time is always now i mean time as such is it just a human construct yeah now is real yesterday is something you cannot change tomorrow is something that is not yet here you only live now so it's just about kind of a as you sh- uh, kind of a, put things on your calendar put an hour of silence every day in your calendar put it in little sections or a one continuous section it doesn't really matter but book time for quietness book time for silence book time for yourself and time for yourself is not time of looking social media time for yourself is not about uh, talking to others it is really time for self-observation it can be also a time to read a book that actually gives you something practical to understand your mind but unfortunately i have to say that there are very little such kind of books around also when i look at modern psychology and psychiatry then most of it is focused on treatment. So we know how to race to be ill. And we know how to treat illnesses. But what we really need in modern society is actually knowledge how to stay well, to avoid illnesses, to avoid medical help, and to stay well. And I had a kind of a funny thing here. Uh, uh, two uh, summers ago, I broke my toe in uh, just kind of a it was stupid accident. But I broke my toe and uh, said I kind of need to uh, need, need to take my uh, insurance money and uh, and uh, and I figured out that I haven't been ill for uh, 20 years in a row right. and um, I really haven't had any physical issues. but the point is that a healthy mind always has a, phys- a physically healthy body. Vice versa, is not true. When we look at uh, those Olympic heroes who win uh, Olympic games, some are stressed, some are burned out. When we look at people who have achieved a lot in life, but the cost is burnout. Yeah, And uh, as my ex-wife, uh, Dr. Helen, and I said quite well when she worked in a psychiatric hospital, she didn't see any patients in a psychiatric hospital who had Totally fit body. Everybody had some physical issue. How big was a different question, but everyone had a mental health issue also had some kind of a physical health issue. So my point is that a healthy mind always has a fit body. Even if something is broken, you look how to fix it. You get your toe fixed. You move on with your life. But basically, don't have so much of a physical health issues because you notice. Well, this thing is uh, changing. I need to go and get the massage. This thing is changing. I need to train my body this way. This uh, thing is changing. I need to watch my sleep uh, schedule. Because you notice those things. And again, with what you notice is your awareness. You need to be aware where your awareness is. You need self-observation. And here again, you need intrapersonal skills. You need skills to look within your mind.
0: I, I mm-hmm. love that, and I think that's you know a good insight. Um, you know, I would argue then, you know, and and you know, for my listeners, we we love to play devil's advocate, um, but if you're not focused on a well mind. You know you can spend hours and and that's you know people spend hours at the gym they go you know always trying to do better do more you know um in in our modern age you know there's more caffeine consumed than you know any human being needs in a lifetime in a day um you know we're always trying to do more and sometimes the the answer is in doing less you know, setting boundaries, figuring out, you know, when you're most productive. And, and, you know, I think I'm one of those people, um, you know, I've burnt out in my life. And, you know, you get on this stubborn treadmill of, oh, I'll just run faster, and, and everything will be fine. And it's like, when your mind is when your body's exhausted, you fall over and you rest and you get up tomorrow and you're better. But when you exhaust your mind, it takes months just to feel that energy level so um, I would say for for my listeners if you're starting and I want to hear your definition of burnout because I think that's a big topic in amongst my audience Um, but when you're starting to feel that burnout now's not the time to do more because the more you do now the longer you're going to be recovering from burnout so what are some of the signs early warning signs you know that people listening to this can say "Ooh, <laughs> danger the bridge is out ahead well i would say uh,
1: there are two kinds of stress to start with there is negative stress uh, it makes you uncomfortable and you usually do something about it so most people don't burn out because of a negative stress at all Most people burn out because of a positive stress. A positive stress is a a kind of achievement-based. You achieve more and you see that I want to achieve even more. It's kind of addiction to achieve. When you become addicted to achievements instead of living firmly in the present, you have a problem. Because this positive stress leads first to a little bit more caffeine. Later on, it leads leads to, I don't know, bungee jumping or uh, kind of uh, taking uh, to try how how they use parachute or doing something more extreme. Why it goes to extreme is that you actually burn out your adrenal glands. And uh, it's kind of a physical burnout in the end. You burn out uh, this, what keeps you going in a physical body. And in that sense, uh, really taking step back, calming down, helps. But the problem is that uh, when you are addicted to achievement, it's an addiction is problem. Addiction is mental. Addiction is, above all, emotional. It's kind of a voice telling you that, well, you have to do a little more since success will follow instead of uh, realistic things that, well, do what you can today Take a pause, sleep well, eat well, hug your kids, have a great trip over the weekend to nature, come back on on Monday morning and continue. And on the evening, go back at home, have a lovely chat with the kids because they grow up really too fast. Yes, they do. Seems like a long time, but they grow up really fast. I mean, 18 years is a long time at one hand, but uh, if you are... Above uh, 50, as I saw the and uh, you say that it's, it's, it's a blink of an eye, basically. It doesn't really is. Uh, it, it, it seems long time, but it's not. And again, uh, why we burn out is, is the same factor. It's a, rela- a re- relative. It's rel- relative speeds that we have. We are trying to match our activities to do more tomorrow than we did yesterday. It's not realistic. We cannot kind of grow exponentially on, on inner speed and, and our physical activities. We have to take a pause, relax, and then we can go back and again play a set, see what happened, look at results in a calm way, analyze, and then consciously continue our activity and uh, analyzing or uh, Kind of a comparing things is again something that awareness allows us to do. You you, you differentiate everything only based on awareness. It's only differentiating tools that human being has using your awareness. You take one mug and the other mug, and uh, you see how they are different. You don't have to think that well, this mug is yellow, this mug is red. When you look at those mugs, you know already they are different, and it's. Looking and knowing is actually using your awareness. You direct your awareness and you compare and you have a picture. You don't need so much mental analysis at all as we are used to. So it's a mm-hmm. little bit more about being fully present, observing, noticing, and then acting wisely. I would say act more smart, <laughs> act more <laughs> awarely.
0: I love it. And and
1: be constant at what you do. Continuity matters.
0: I'm envisioning practicing this awareness with my kids. And and I feel like it's a gift that keeps giving to both of us because number one, I'm teaching them how to be still and to be present. Um, But number two, I'm enjoying that time with them. Um, And... I think that's the thing, everybody's busy doing something, Um, wouldn't it be nice just to be and enjoy that moment with your child, Um, you know, and and I'll admit, you know, in my younger years with my kids, it was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, we got to go do this, we got to go do that, and I'm working on, we're here, we got all the time in the world, we got nowhere else to be, let's just be here in this moment. Um, so I think that there's a lot of lessons in this, um, you know, from a entrepreneur's point of view, but I think it's also really valuable for the parents listening. Um, now, I could talk to you all day and and I promise my audience I never will. but um, worst case, we'll have you back on another another episode and and we'll talk more about this. Um, But how can my audience, you know, somebody's listened to you, they like what you're talking about, they want to avoid that burnout. Um, What are some of the ways they can connect with you and and maybe work with you?
1: Well, go to wellnessorbit.com. We have actually a lot of uh, free resources available. Uh, We have a free stress test available. you find it uh, on the homepage. Uh, We have a lot of blog posts about different aspects of mental health and i really recommend taking time of reading those blog posts we have really tried to put forward decent content that really helps people it's just kind of a reading and seeing how it applies in my own life so yes uh, wellnessorbit.com is where you find also my personal contacts and uh, just visit it and um, enjoy the content. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. And um, if you wanna invite me to somewhere else to speak, or if you want to invite me back, Jeff, I will always always be happy to do that because I really think we need to have a mind health or a mental wellness revolution because we are too focused on doing, as you say, and too little focused on being and too little focused on quietness we are too focused on noise mm-hmm. but we need to focus on our essence and our essence truly is quiet it's calm once we know this quiet and calm center we can deal with challenges quite successfully no matter what's the situation and in that sense uh, one of uh hashtags we used is uh, be the calmest person in the room <laughs> and you can also look up social media and write proactive mental wellness and you find a lot of posts uh, on, on a topic or you can write, write also mind health revolution and <laughs> this hashtag is also something we use and i think those hashtags actually describe the situation quite well we need a mind health revolution we need well, to understand that mental wellness is about being well. Yes. Forget mental and stigma, and be well. And yeah. once you are well, you can do anything in life. You can have time for kids. You can thrive.
0: Well, consider me an advocate in your in your revolution. I think um, it, it it fascinates me how much time, energy, and money. We spend fixing things, where if everybody just paused for a moment, we could eliminate them. And, and, you know, I think that's one of the challenges is, you know, we live in this world of instant gratification, silver bullet magic solutions. And, you know, we all chase those rather than just pausing and realizing, you know, everything we need is actually right within ourselves. So, Kaur, I just want to thank you for hanging out with me today. This was incredibly valuable for me. And I know I've got some listeners that will want to get to know you. So um, I'll send them to your blog. But thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Jeff. And thanks very much for inviting me. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. So so thank you. And uh, good luck to everybody who listened and please. Take some quiet time before you burn out.
0: to your wellness.